Good evening, everybody. It's Chris Telford here. We are back. Well, I'm back anyway. Andy was here last week. I missed him last week, so he's the only one who's arrived at the moment. Did you have a lovely holiday, Andy? The only one on time, Chris. Um, I did. I had a great holiday. Um, it's great. It's good to be back. It's good to be back to normality and covering some good racing this week, actually. Uh, the Irish Fantastic. Derby. It really yeah. is. It's some cracking racing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it in particular. We're touching on the Sunday car, but hopefully if Le Petite Coco runs, I'm really looking forward to seeing her back. Um, don't know whether she'll be fit first time up, but maybe she will be. Um, she was a superstar last year, wasn't she, Andy? Because I think nearly every week we were nearly mentioning her on the podcast, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, I, I really fancied her for end of season, big targets. There was talks of her maybe going to Canada. There was talks of her um, running into Phillies and mares at Ascot. Um, I think she picked up a problem after she won at uh, the Irish Champions weekend, beating Love. But she's a filly I hold in very high regard. Um, she's yeah. by ruler of the world. The chairman side of the family just kept getting better and better, ages three, four, five. Um, I, I just think she's a really, really smart filly. I thought she would have had an outside chance in the arc this year. But... Mm. She has had a little delay in her prep. Obviously, whatever held her out of last season maybe has delayed her a little bit this season. And with the issue that she's had, you'd probably she is best watched, especially against a seriously smart bunch of three-year-old fillies. Like above the curve is going to be there. Concert hall will probably run. Um, yeah. it's it's going to be a good race. Sure, will put it. Um, I've not really had a chance to catch up with the mascot. Did you manage to catch? Any of the racing from mascot? Um, what, you know, obviously, what maybe not while you're away, but when once you got back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I caught up. Um, everything I caught up with was, well, I caught up with everything once I was back. Um, yeah. And then I didn't leave my couch from Thursday until Sunday because I was wrecked after the holiday. So I, I watched every race from Thursday to Saturday. Mm. Uh, some really top draw performances in spirals, breathtaking. And um, she basically proved that what she did last year wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Like that Philly's mile form is you don't even have to look at it that hard it just there's winners left right and centers guineas winners there's uh mm. obviously concert hall was in behind magical lagoon the ribblesdale winner um obviously yeah cache um and i'm probably gonna forget loads if i started naming them all uh -huh. obviously uh the prosperous voyage who was placed in the guineas as well oh yeah it's just really top top form so it would probably be the obvious answer is in spiral um mm. and you know it was i thought the the Ascot Gold Cup was a good race. I think we saw two very exciting, in my opinion, middle distance four-year-olds that just stayed a trip. Um, Mo Mojo Star especially, I think he obviously had a few little issues. Kiprios just, I, I think, outstayed him. I think Mojo Star yeah. could easily come back to even as far as a mile, and, or even as short as a mile and a half and still excel at Group 1, Group 2 level. Mm. Um, and he's very exciting going forward. Maybe a race like the Irish Ledger could sue him if he's entered. But yeah. I think we saw a lot of excellent action at Ascot. Um, yeah. And then we obviously saw a debut winner to Chasham Stakes on the Saturday, which was incredible as well. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And he did speak very highly of him, Carl Burke. You know, mm. he, there was a lot of rumours going around that he was quite a nice, uh, quite a nice horse. And there was a few people who actually put it up for, on, on some tips to sites I'd seen. Oh, yeah. Fair play to them if they're willing to take a that's, risk that's a dartboard that job how can you tip oh. something that's never ran yeah in, in a listed race that alone at royal Ascot. no um, you basically and you what i'd seen on twitter is that the, the one of the lads who who rides the horse out basically told carl that it was the best horse he'd ever ridden out okay. and the other thing was that danny tudhope also commented saying that he was going to be a, it was 
a potential star. They were the only two bits of information that I'd heard going around. Mm. But I, obviously people saw a little bit of that because he, he, he contracted from 100s to 40s, didn't he? Well, I actually have a kind of an unpopular opinion on the race. Yeah. Um, even though Holloway Boy was on debut, I think mm. the best horse in the race was second. Um, Perling Path, who was everything kind of went wrong for him. I think the race ended up suiting Holloway Boy. I know he was very green, eased down at yeah. the end, but if you watch if you watch it back, Perling Path is like a person coming home from the pub that's at about 10 points up the straight uh, within the final furlong. Yeah. David Egan, I think, switches his hands. He might, I think he switches his hands twice and he unbalanced the horse twice. Um, especially in the last 50 yards, the horse lost all momentum. And I think the the way Holloway Boy was eased down, I think mm. it was exaggerated by the fact that the runner up, uh, Perling Path, just ne nearly lost all momentum. He shied away from the whip and then he shied away when David changed his hands again. Um, I think uh, John O'Donoghue, the, the trainer, I think he said he's going to geld him. And probably go back to Leopardstown for the Tyra Stakes, uh, but he he absolutely demolished him. He didn't have the race run to suit. He was left. He was actually coach in the in the parade ring as well. So he was left swinging his dick basically <laughs> two furlongs out uh, yeah. with no, nothing to bring him into the race. And he just had his pocket picked. And even though he had two career starts and the winner was on debut, if they had a rematch, I'd back the runner up, and I wouldn't have any any second doubts about it. I think he was the best horse in the race personally, but. We'll see. We'll see how it, how it plays out. Was a decent run. Was a decent run. Um, I was particularly taken by Candleford in that Duke of Edinburgh mm. um, race. Um, I think you put immediately like a kangaroo emoji or something like that. that was He's sold. He's sold. He's sold. There's no way. <laughs> they, 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 uh, William Haggis did say. I think he was talking to Nick Luck. Um, mm. They are going to go. They're going to go for the Ebor, obviously. Like, yeah, I, 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 no that, choice, yeah. obviously, over the Ebor. Like, but um, mm. although he did say he might, the horse might be better going right-handed. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't watched the horse enough to agree or disagree with that particular statement. But yeah. William Haggis is saying it, it would leave you, you know, wondering. I suppose. Yeah, especially Speaking when he loves the winner in Yorkshire, doesn't he? Um, mm, yeah, very much so. Here he is. He's here. He's had connection issues, but he's made it. Nice purple T-shirt. And we can't take you muted. Oh, he's muted you himself. Muted? Have you muted? Yeah. Oh, no. We'll, we'll just wait. He's still not connected. We'll just wait. He'll be there in a minute. We'll sort we have to get Lauren over to set him up, will we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he'll be ready in a moment by the time we start the first race anyway. Mm. Hang on. Deck, he's going to say something. No. Nope, he's not. We can't say anything. Nope, he's trying. Oh, yeah, look. There's, there's, the, there's the big man. <laughs> sort him out, George. He's struggling. <laughs> mm. No, it's not working, Deck. No, no. Sorry. sorry, Deck. Not to worry. We're going to look most majority tonight at the Curra. We've got to have five mm. races from the Curra. Well, we're wait. Gonna... Oh, sorry, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Sorry. And then we're also going to have a look at the uh, the Pittman's Derby, which is the Northumberland Plate as well. This massive fan. Go, Deck's come back. Can I hear him now? Nope, can't hear him. Nope. Don't know what, what that is. What's going on? Why is everyone saying that? I'm actually kind of honoured my connection isn't messed yeah, around with. It's usually you, isn't it? <laughs> well, it was used to be at the start of the podcast. Was. Um, while we're waiting for deck, can I talk a little bit about the Curra Cup? Of course you can, buddy. Um, yeah, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know I have my little thread at the at the top of the screen mm. uh, talking about a certain horse in this race, gear up for Joseph yes. O'Brien. Hey, like, I, I just decided to pivot from 
I know you. We were talking about the Ebor there with the the Duke of Edinburgh winner. Uh, gear up is my fancy for the Ebor if he gets there, and I don't see why you wouldn't campaign a horse of his profile at a race like that. But um, you never know. I, I I think the same owners had the likes of um, uh, what's a state of rest last year go to Australia, so he could have a Oh, here we go. Very good. <laughs> and he's Brilliant. just talking about the Curra Cup. Um, well, first, how are you, Deck? Any, any crack? Oh, good. You record? Fucking dying here. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even know how to turn on a the laptop these days. Oh, stop. I'm in a bad way today. It was up on the screen last night, so. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Wet, wet mental. Big Too much mental. primal screaming. That's what it is. I'll be yeah. there next week for Stereophonics, actually, for Fairview Park. In Fairview, it's really there good. Go. Are they in the 10 30? I, I actually don't know. Yeah, I'd imagine they're just. I, just bought tickets last night when I saw them there. So, yeah, they were there. Um, oh, I was good gig last night, but a bit God. heavy for a Wednesday night. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of a Wednesday night now. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Andy, um, Curra Cup, yeah, yeah, gear back up. to good old gear up. Um, yeah. he's eleven to two for the Curra Cup. Uh, Friday, I'm, I've my fingers crossed he doesn't win the race, but he's so unexposed at the trip, and he's only what five pounds, I believe. Um. Four pounds below the best of these, and the highest rated in the field is Wordsworth, who ran in that slobber knocker of a Queen Alexandra just last week. And he's 15 to 8. And anyone taking 15 to 8 about him just needs to retire from gambling. That is probably the worst I've ever seen in my life, especially after that grueling race that he had to go through last time out, um, which was only six days ago. Where by the time he lights up at the Curra, I don't know how he could back him at 15 to 8. Surely he'll drift. But uh, gear up, he's going to have his tongue tie. He got a confidence booster at Gowan last time out, won nicely. Uh, he did what he was entitled to do on ratings, was nothing special. But I'm just really excited to see this horse at a mile and six um, at this level, obviously group two level. Not a strong group two by any means. Um, and Trushan should be in here, in my opinion, but they yeah, didn't bother giving him an that. entry. But I just think this would be a perfect race. Finish second or third, get into York in one piece. And you're going to have a very unexposed horse who's basically spent all his time in group races. Um, and the handicapper can't do a lot with him. So I, I think you're going to have a, a very unexposed stare here. I'm really excited for him. Do I want to back him at 11-2 tomorrow? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, look, if he goes and wins, he goes and wins. But even if he wins, you're going to be he's still going to be well south of 110 for the Ebor. Um, like, I can't see, you know, master reality 107. They, they, there's a good chance he could win this, and the handicapper still mm-hmm. mightn't even touch him that much. Um, but I think he could go from the front. They could hold him up. They could do what they like with him, really. Uh, I just, I'm a big, big fan of the horse, and he's. I think he's worst priced them in a twenty to one. That's the general price for the Ebor. There's one firm going thirty threes, but I wouldn't be recommending that because anyone that can get thirty threes with Unibet probably deserves a prize. But twenties is the main price, and I think he has a great chance. He can go off a single figure price for Ebor. Lovely, jubbly. Yeah, you you started that thread, didn't you? And we're all yeah, following. started a while ago. everybody's following it anyway. Yeah. Mm. Jamie's put there at the bottom. Jamie's going to be there tomorrow with a runner. My oh, best luck, Jamie. Yeah, that sounds good. That's the Sheila Lavery horse, is it? I take. I think I follow Jamie on Twitter. Yeah, I think he's a Sheila Lavery horse. Yeah, yeah. Deck keeps having connection issues, but hopefully he's back again. All right, Deck. Yeah, can you hear me? There he is. We can hear him. Yeah. Right, let's kick off this week's proceedings, boys. We are going to start with the railway stakes. You were pleased to know this week, boys. I've done a little ticker on all the. Uh, on all the uh, prices this tonight, I've had a bit of time tomorrow. Oh, so, there we go. Well, you work half days, Chris. 
Oh, just excuses for Stephen. He's had a, a bit of an emergency that he needs to deal with. So maybe Stephen will catch us later. Um, but let's look at this railway stakes because we've got uh, one at the top of the market who's fresh from Ascot. Two who fresh from Ascot, actually. Well, they might be fresh. Anyway, Blackbeard is 15 to 8 with Crispy Cat. He was so unlucky. Um, 11 to 4. Sartash is in there for the Aga Khan at 3 to 1 for Johnny Murta and Ben Cohen. Age of King represents the other string for Aidan O'Brien and Wayne Lord, who, who rolled them to sleep in a race I was watching the other night. Um, I think that was, might have been at Nace, that. It was Nace, yeah. Nace oh, Irish Australia. Yeah, yeah, he did roll them to sleep really good. Mm. And then Apache Outlaw is 16 to 1 with Boletti at 66s. Um, we'll start with you then, Andy, on this one. Um, you're going away from the ones um, that have been to Ascot, aren't you? You quite like yeah. um, the murder horse here, the Agacornos, Shotash. Yeah, uh, I'll keep this short and sweet, really. I'd, I'd imagine Deck could be along the same lines as me. I can't see him back in Blackbeard or Crispy Cat. Yeah, I think Deck's connection has just gone again. Andy. Oh, really? Because he's always oh, frozen there. What is wrong? <laughs> Please go back inside. Thing, <laughs> um, no, I, I think... Um, Look, Blackbeard really impressed me. Um, I, I believe it was the uh, the oh the race that was used to be five furlongs, but is now six furlongs at the current Marble Hill. Mm. Uh, he was very impressive in that. Uh, won very easily, beating Tough Talk, a well-regarded Mike horse at Jair Lines. Um, and to be honest, he didn't run that badly in the Coventry. Finished fourth. Um, I, I don't think he had many excuses really, but like it was a it was a fine run. It, that that run sets the standard. It's just. Taking in Royal Ascot and then not even two weeks later taking in the railway stakes. Uh, it's been a recipe for disaster for a lot of horses, even from Aidan O'Brien's yard. Some horses have done it, have came back from even worse runs than what Blackbeard would have had. And I'm not saying Blackbeard ran badly uh, and have won the railway stakes, but I, I've seen Aidan's horses get beat at short prices in this particular race uh, more than once. Age of Kings. He just seems well held by Blackbeard on the Coventry running, so it'd be hard to kind of make a case for him. Apache Outlaw has finally got off the mark last time out um, at Fairy House, but that form is well below what has been shown by Age of Kings, Blackbeard, Chartash, and Crispy Cat. Uh, Borletti uh, plan chart was a lovely was a lovely filly actually. I think she won at listed level for these mm. connections and in these colours, but what he's shown in two starts is nowhere near good enough to take this. Uh, crispy cat um yeah like he was very unlucky in the norfolk uh, you know sylvester de was nearly killed <laughs> with with paul hannigan coming across um and the fact that he had all his momentum checked and he ran on again suggests that he had a lot in the in the tank and i think he would have got a lot closer to the winner than what people are giving him credit for this is his fifth yeah. start already of the season um he was staying on really well in the Norfolk, so I can understand a step up to six furlongs right now. I thought maybe he was just an absolute speedball that barely got five on the evidence of his national stakes run at Sandown. But in fairness to the horse, I think he was just beaten by a really good fiddy out there, and they're well cleared a third. And the, what he showed at Nor uh, in the Norfolk kind of suggests that six furlongs should suit. Um, but he's had four quick runs and... It I, I just wouldn't it wouldn't sit well me back in a horse now that that's you know he's had a lot he's, he was even breezed as well I'm pretty sure as well so you know he's had yeah. he's had a lot early on in his life and he obviously has a fantastic constitution and we know that Mick O'Callaghan has done well with these types like he you know Twilight Jet basically got the same treatment last year so there's every yeah. chance Crispy Cat could just keep progressing but it won't be progressing with my money at this moment in time uh, Shartash was third in a very hot maiden was actually was tough talk who was who won the race um 
he wasn't overly fancy that day. He was actually quite a notable drifter in the betting. And then he managed to edge out Age of Kings on soft enough ground, um, Nace. And I think that's pretty strong form. I think he was the best horse in the race that day, uh, even though they were very, very close. But Age of Kings just looked awkward, and he strikes me as a bit of an awkward being. Uh, Shartash, I know who had experience that day, but he came forward and he's been trained for this race, and that's what's giving me the edge here. Um, I think he has a good chance to, you know, the fact that he's been trained for this race, has skipped Asuka, and you're actually getting three to one um, with Crispy Cat and Blackbeard ahead of him in the betting, so that would be good enough for me. I'd be with Shartash here for Johnny yeah. Murta and Diego Khan. Thanks very much, Andy. Um, interesting to see Ross is coming over for both the Ammo Racing um, rides, uh, Radabag mm. in the race. Oh, he's their, yeah, he's their number one. He's been over yeah. before. Uh, he yeah. came over for uh, to ride. He's, he was at Leopardstown actually a few weeks ago as well. He's, he's yeah. over and back uh, with, with Ammo Racing. He rode Gold go to, go to victory last year at the Curra, mm -hmm. didn't he? He did. Yeah. He didn't do. Yeah. Um, won't be coming over. From... In this very race, actually, Chris, the railway. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Correct. Maybe you might ride him to sleep again this time, maybe. <laughs> you can just see a, a nice little pace forming here. Maybe Age of Kings taking him along, do you think, Andy, maybe? Um. Well, if he wants to reverse the form with Chartash and Blackbeard, they're going to have to try something different. I think mm. the horse needs to be gelded, personally. I think he's a bit of an attitude problem. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's the most straightforward horse in the world. Um, and I think if, yeah, if you want to maybe, if you want to reverse the form, maybe make the run of him, yeah. Yeah. Deck, hopefully the connection issues have gone now. What do you fancy for the railway uh, I, I'd imagine Andy's touched on horses coming here from Ascot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I basically gave you a piece for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I know he, he was fought in the Coventry. It was quite a big run, but um, I, I am finding it hard to get Blackbeard beaten here. I I, I can't see Crispy Cat um, reversing the form with him over the extra furlong. Uh, I, I know there's very little in over five, but um, I, I think Blackbeard's going to just stay much much more stronger. Um, the farm is quite good. Uh, Crispy Cat would have won the Norfolk. Um, he, he, he's only won. Uh, there you go. That what is, is wrong with this, lads? That's Where the connection gone for Declan. I think he was going to say he's only won something. Uh, well, um, hmm. I don't know what we do. Uh, we even wait for him, which will probably be in a little bit. He, I've, I've, talk, I've actually messaged him to say he may, maybe needs to go inside Declan, but you know what it is. I think that where Declan is going, he, he basically said that Blackbeard will not be beaten. You can't yeah. see him being well, beaten. You can always come back, but how about we, we'll pivot a little bit here, Chris, if you don't mind. Any two-year-olds? Yeah, well, we're, we're sticking to two-year-olds because that's the race we're on, but what's the best mm. two-year-old you've seen so far, if I was to put you on the spot? Mm. If you have one. I was impressed with the other Aidan O'Brien runner at, um, at, at Ascot. Oh, the Albany uh, Little Big Bear. I am oh, a big fan of him. Yeah. 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 I, I, well, he's at it. It's, it's just the attitude. I thought he was, was it, the, it was the Windsor Castle that he took, wasn't it? It was, um, yeah. There was Meditate yeah. as well. She won the Albany. Yeah, yeah Meditate. Yeah, yeah, that was a good run. Um, I'm yeah, actually I, I'm I'm big on Little Big Bear myself now. I yeah. am a big big fan of him. I I liked him actually. Thought he was, he would have been my nap for Asuka mm. when he was like seven to two. I actually fancied him for the Coventry. You remember me talking? Um, <laughs> yeah. and then they yeah. yeah he rocked up. I think he ended up six to five for the Windsor Castle. Like it was like Jesus. I know he only he kind of yeah. 
be unfair to say he scraped home because he was kind of racing on his own for the last mm. half furlong. But Jesus, yeah, no, he, he definitely is a six. Like he, he, his class got him through that. He needs further, in my opinion. Yeah. I think you're gonna. I think he's probably he'd probably be Aiden's Phoenix Stakes horse now. Um, in August, and yeah, he's he's a very very smart colt for sure. Yeah. The other two year old I'd mention is I, I know he was beaten at Royal Ascot, but. I thought he came from a bit of an unpromising position. The one, um, the other ammo racing horse, Persian Force. Um, I, I also thought, in the commentary. Royal, yeah, in the commentary, I thought Royal Scotsman was a little unlucky as well. But mm. I think they did too much too soon on Royal Scotsman, I think. And I think he'd okay. be better with a bit of a hold up. Bradsell, I mean, take nothing away from Bradsell because he, he kind of scorched it and mm. that was a good run. Um, and Blackbeard was, you know, I, I, I thought it was a little bit lackluster myself from Blackbeard. Um, I didn't. Right. I already didn't think that he was, you know, one of the best two-year-olds myself. Uh, I thought that Persian Force and if you, I don't think you're on the Ascot thingy, but I actually put up that Persian Force would beat um, Royal Scotsman, but it, it, obviously Bradsell got in the way. Um, mm. But yeah, I, th I thought they were, but they both looked too nice two-year-olds, and uh, that's yeah. what I think. But, but but the one that I I think you know stands as head and shoulders above the rest at the minute is Little Big Bear. Um, that would be the you know the best two year old at the moment for me. Uh, mm. I think what we'll do is while we're waiting for Deco, we may as well move on to the next race, buddy, because we could be here all night. Yeah, we could be here um, all night. Yeah, we'll have a look. I don't really have a selection in that race. I do think I do think that Crispy Cat could overturn places. You know, he's already mm. you know he was already beaten by um, the favourite in, in Blackbeard earlier on in the season. But I thought yeah, you know there was he he had to make his own run in there really and. I think he might be better for coming off at a pace. Uh, yeah. I, I can see him overtaking Blackbeard um, in the later stages. So I'd, I'd He did give... have his pocket picked, for sure, uh, yeah. over the five, yeah. Mm. I'll take but Crispy Cat in that one myself to overturn. Uh, well, prices is a better price anyway, 11 to 4. I'd rather he take is, that yeah. 15 to 8. Mm. Right, let's have a look at the next one, which is the Irish Derby. It's the biggest race of the weekend, isn't it? And, I mean... The first, there's only one place to start really here at Indy, isn't there? Um, Tuesday. I mean, where's, where are Thursday, the three-year-old Colts? Um, back in, back at home. <laughs> They're not good <laughs> enough. Um, look, yeah, it's pretty damning on Aiden's, Aiden's lot that they're depending on a filly um, who's going to be having her sixth start of her career and it's her fourth classic and mm. it's her fifth start of the season. Like how tough is how tough must this filly be? Is what yeah. I want to know. Like it absolutely, she must have some constitution. And she like I saw her at, in the one thousand guineas, the Irish one thousand guineas. Went to the Curra myself and Tommy sat at the parade ring, had a look at them. Uh, she doesn't fill the eye by any means. She's not a big filly. She doesn't look strong. Um, she didn't have a, as much as a presence as as other fillies. Like for example, like um. The nicest filly probably in the race was actually the uh, the one that's going back to sprinting. Fozzie Stacks filly was, was a gorgeous. The the um I think it was a Caravaggio Caravaggio mm. filly, um, and her name is just escaping me at the minute. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't she doesn't look that impressive Tuesday like what you kind of might have thought she would look like. But she just must be a big ball of muscle. She must be coming forward at a rate of knots, and I would have liked to have seen her go from. The current two apps, and maybe see her in the ring again. Mm. Um, obviously, the trip has brought out a great improvement in her. The Oaks form's looking really strong, obviously, with Nashville winning to Pre de Dian. Um, I believe, um, 
the seventh Tom Clover's filly, uh, Rouge Millennium, is it? Yeah, yeah, so she's going to run tomorrow or Friday if anyone's listening on playback at Newcastle. Um, and she's going to be going up against older fillies. Um, and that might actually see how the three year old form versus the four year old form be one of the first kind of uh pointers to that, and that would be worth watching. She's 11 to 8 favorite, so she is fancy mm. to go and win the race. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how the three year old fillies do against the four year olds. Um, I know it's, it's a very small sample size, but Rouge Millennium tomorrow. Um, it would be worth note, noting for comparison purposes, especially with yeah. the pretty poly at the current on Sunday. Uh, but look, as I said, Tuesday, she didn't feel the eye. She wasn't the most impressive looking, but she has some engine and she must have some constitution for Aiden and connections to cough up 75,000 to just uh, send her in here and leave all the Colts at home. And what, she has Westover to beat who... Like I wouldn't even be back in Westover to confirm the form with Pizza I mean, Deal or Glory two, Days to be brutally two honest. Two little comments here, Andy. I'll just put up from the, mm. the thingy because there's one from there's one from Demo who's put why is Westover so short and mm. straight after that from Brian McCann is Westover easy as you like. <laughs> but he wasn't so, fast enough to like we we were talking about this on Twitter and like who Yamal managed to take his gap even though he was two lengths behind him in the straight. Um, and if you're not fast enough to take a gap. At Epsom, I don't see why you'd be fast enough to take it at the Curra. Um, <laughs> you'd be as bad as Milkwood. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like Milkwood all over again. And look, what what they probably need to do at Westover is he needs to be ridden aggressively. Colin Keane will just he needs to use the horse clearly has a, a lot of stamina, so he's going to want to be prominent. Uh, Tuesday is probably going to be held up. Uh, similar, like, I know it wasn't by design in the Oaks, but she did come from off the pace, and I don't see why that's going to change. Um. There mightn't be a lot of pace on here. Like the only the likely pace angles are probably boundless ocean because he's gonna pull like a train and French claim, who did make all in the conditions race at Cork and was prominent when second or sorry, third to Stone Age in the Derrens or the what was formerly the Derrenstown Derby trial at Leopardstown. Uh, Glory Days kind of outstayed him that day to finish second. Um I look those those are two horses I have a lot of time for. I think they're two very nice horses. I'm not sure they're up to this, even though this renewal probably isn't the best Irish Derby we're probably ever gonna see. Mm. Uh Lionel, it's great to see him coming over uh, from Goodwood. I think like his form's working out okay, but I still think it's a little bit short of what's going to be required. Um Pisbadil ran a carbon copy um of a race in the derby is what his dad did, Ulysses. Uh, was on skates moved to the middle of the track to try and make the running and just couldn't get going on the camber and end up finishing like third or fourth last his his dad if you actually if i say if you put the races side by side himself and ulysses literally ran the exact same race just six seven years apart incredible and uh, really really similar uh even though they're both poor but you know what can you do uh pisbadil he's going to i think very much improve for not having track. frankie on board um no well look you could have put jesus christ on board and he would have still finished 12th or whatever he finished so like he just didn't handle the track at all um and glory days like i know i won our match bet chris glory days may as well have been on roller skates and he still beat your horse and that's how, that's how bad he couldn't get going he was changing his legs going down to the start yeah. <laughs> so um you know didn't actually uh, get a punishment for that did i no you didn't you bitched out of no. it yeah. And anyway, but I, I think Glory Days is a, I, I still have a lot of time for that horse, and I still think he'll run, he'll outrun his 50 to 1 odds. 
he could well be the first horse home out of the three that ran in the Epsom Derby. And that's how that's how much I'd forgive him for Epsom. I'd forgive Pisbadil as well. And because of that, you couldn't back Westover to even confirm the form with those two because two horses didn't handle Epsom, one horse did and wasn't fast enough to finish in his best finishing position. So, mm. you know, it, it, like taking seven to four is very short. Um, yeah, I've nearly gone through the whole field. Boundless Ocean's not really a worthy outsider. I, I, as a horse, again, I had a lot of time for, but he pulled way too hard in a listed race over this trip, and I don't see what's going to change, uh, especially with maybe not really much of a pace on. Uh, mm-hmm. I put up a tweet earlier in the week about Hannibal Barca, who was fourth in the Fairton Futurity Trophy at Donny behind Luxembourg and was subsequently sold for half a million and changed hands to Joseph O'Brien. And then he won a win in your in race for this, the Group 3 Gallon All Stakes over yeah. 10 furlongs. It wasn't the strongest renewals, but then again, this race isn't the strongest of renewals. Um, he's by Zoffany out of a Galileo mare, so there is stamina on the damn side. I think that 12 furlongs should really help him. This is 100% his target. He is thoroughly, thoroughly unexposed. And with the form that he's shown as a two-year-old and he showed his well-being there, you know in the Gallinol stakes and they're taking their chance. Yeah. He would be my play in the race here, Chris. I quite like him. I think he can still get 10 to one or so nine, 10 to one. I think that's a fair bet. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be placed uh, at the bare minimum. And I just, I think he can knock holes in nearly everything. Like what does Tuesday have left is Westover mm-hmm. fast enough. Uh Badil, glory days, French claim, you know, they've been beaten at lesser levels. I know you can give, an excuse to glory days and piss Badil, but are they really good enough? Boundless Ocean just isn't good enough. Um, Lionel, still quite inexperienced. David Minusia has gone out of his way to say how ex- inexperienced this horse is, but they're going to take their chance anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be Hannibal Barca for me. I think he's a nice each way price still. And, um, yeah, I just I can't, I can't have Tuesday because the amount of racing that she's had at this top level. And I just, I, Westover just still needs to pray over for me. Yeah. Joe's is going great guns this month. He really has had a fantastic mm. month, hasn't he? I think he's had um I, I heard a stat mentioned the other night. I think he's had sixteen winners this month mm. in alone and I think he's had forty four of his horses placed in the top three. So they are really going gun, you know, going for well. a minute, those Joseph horses. I mean, I don't want to leave Boundless Ocean out because Brad Carter has mentioned here that he really fancied Brown and could outrun here. Joe Hodgson pick up third or fourth here. He's seen 66 to ones early. Now, I know Declan, you like an outsider, so maybe you could maybe, you know, shed a bit more light on, because Andy's mentioned Boundless Ocean a little bit. Anything you want to say on yours? Oh, I, I normally like an outsider, but I don't like this one. Um, he oh, pulled too hard. Sorry? He pulled too hard at Leopardstown. Like, I know they walked, but if the only thing, if, if he stole, if he stole 10 lengths, which you can do with the current. It's not, it's happened before, but I don't think you'll do it in a derby. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think he's, I don't think he's anywhere near good enough. Um, no, near do I. To, to win this. Uh, I, I do like Hannibal Barca too. Um, it, I thought it was interesting that Cece was fourth in that race at Leopardstown mm-hmm. and she ran a cracker last night um, carrying a penalty. Um so she's she's frank to find that she wasn't beaten far it's only a second run for um for joseph o'brien but it's actually um i like david minusia's horse lionel i thought he would have won that trial i think it was the linkfield trial 
Yeah, you um, put him on. I can remember you talking about him, yeah. Oh, sorry, he won a Goodwood. He, he, was, he placed Lingfield, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, hang no, on. He did, no, Lingfield, it was a non runner. It was Newbury where uh, he placed. Yeah, Newbury. Oh, Newbury yeah. Not a non runner, yeah. <laughs> put him up. Um, yeah, I, I think, look, I think the step up in, in trips really going to suit him. I think he's very, very dangerous here at a nice price. He's, he's available around 10 to 1. Um, like, as Andy kind of alluded to, just forgive Piz Badil, um that run or Epsom. Whether he's good enough or not, I, I don't know. But um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be putting many people off him. Like I, he he does have a bit to prove. He has to prove he's good enough now. But um, to just put a line shoot at some run, as, as Andy said, he, he just didn't handle the track at all. Um, Westover, you know, we we've done this one, haven't we? Like he, he just wasn't quick enough to take the gap. Um, yeah. you need to be quick enough to go through the gaps. He, I, I, I just can't see him being good enough. He probably wants two miles, never mind one mile mm. six. You know, um, he could get if he can't take the gaps here, he's gonna get caught wide. He'd have to go around the field. You know, similar to to the way Cracksman ran in the Irish Derby, and um, he wasn't quick enough. I know he's a multiple group woman, but he wasn't quick enough to take the the um gaps that day so Smullen had to go down the field and Smullen actually got a bit of stick for that uh, yeah. but if he could have taken the gaps he, he wouldn't have got caught with uh, and, and that's what beat him that day Tuesday is potentially a brilliant filly and she's just not getting the credit she deserves I, I'd love to see her win this um, and, and start getting the credit she deserves she won the yeah. Oaks and all anyone could talk about was the horse that was second a bit mad like you know, it, you know as Andy touched on it is a fourth classic um, and, and we're still in June, like it's. But we see this with Aiden's horses. No, Mother Earth was retired the other day, but she went through her career all season. I think she ran in, in ten Group One. They can take it, like you know. Um, wherever he does to them, they're they're well able for it. They've always massive constitutions. These fitty, so um, she's she's very very dangerous. She's getting the weight. It's going to be tough to beat her. Um. It's definitely going to be tough to beat her, but I'll take a bit of value about Lionel or Lionel. Um, yeah. I, I think I think he's a nice price, and I just take this step up and trip. Um, I know Minutia is playing him down a little bit, you know, and maybe touching on and being inexperienced, but he is taking a chance in the derby. So, you know, he's running them for something, uh, and I think this, this step up and trip is going to bring out a lot of improvement in him. So uh, that's who I'd be siding with, Lionel. Cheers, Deck. Uh, Lionel Richie for Declan. Uh, hopefully, he's dancing on the ceiling <laughs> on Saturday night. I think once you don't have a, a wide draw, though, like if you're going to run in a big race to try and get experience, there's probably, I'd nearly go as far as say, there's probably no better track in the world to do it than the Curra. Like it's a very yeah. fair track. Once you're not out in the yeah. car park and there's only, what, eight runners here? Um. Like it doesn't get talked about enough that if you have a wide, if you are at a mile and a half or further at the curve, if you have a wide draw, just fucking go home, <laughs> go home. Like if you if you ask any jockey, especially any flat jockey, if you're drawn wide at the curve, you just pack your bags. You're you're not you're not gonna win. And um, you don't know it's a, you mm. it's a, almost deceiving how much ground you lose when you're out wide at the yeah. curve. And um, but in this case, it's it's irrelevant obviously because you have only eight runners, but. Stall four, a uh, very fair track. He's going to be going as fast as he's ever gone in his life, obviously, Lionel. But I think it's going to be a really, really good education for him. It's really going to stand to him. I think it's a, a really good move coming here. 
Um, but it'd be Hannibal Barca for me. Um, I, I think he's he's still a lot to offer. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as say he's well bought a half a million, but if he wins this, <laughs> very well bought a half a million. So, so we'll see see what happens. Thanks very much, Royce. Off top of your head, what was the last um, Philly to win the Derby? It was twenty four years ago, and it was oh, I can't remember her name. I'll leave you to have a Google. I think Aiden O'Brien. I think it was Aiden O'Brien. I think. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was. I don't know. But mm. it, the last one to run in it was New York Girl in 2020, and before mm. that it was Qualify in 2016. Um, but I, I can't remember the last. I'd say last Philly to win the Irish Derby. I should know it, but yeah. Uh, well, you're not. You're not old enough, Andy. You're only not, you're only 18, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I was. Yeah. Bal- Balanchine. Balanchine. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Frankie. Bloody mm. hell, he's been around that long. Yeah, we yeah. knew, we know he was. One is joking. Um, right, let's have a look at the international stakes. Oh, hang on, before we go on to the international stakes, let's just touch on some of these comments here. Um, let's go back to Brian's comment here. Brian, weak as water. Westover wins. Judgment Washer is in the Temple Bar. Has can't afford to get to the track. 50 euros. <laughs> what do you make of that, boys? 50 it's euros. It's a fucking joke. It's better than Cheltenham. It's a fucking joke. Like, come on, come on, Deck. I feel a rank coming on. Tell me why. Those tickets should be given out for free in schools all across Galera. You know, they should be yeah. trying to fill the place and making a spectacle of it. Mm-hmm. Like, punches. Nice do a great job of, of getting people through the gates, particularly for our. Pat last night, Nace. Yeah, there's always people there. Well, attended Nace. Race course. Nace is. It's, it's my favorite race course. In the country, yeah, we had a great and day down there. <laughs> it's a brilliant track, it's the most underrated race course in the world. The track is brilliant, you could get good horses winning. It used to be called the the, the favorites that was the, the Punta Graveyard, or yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. good horses win at Nace, both codes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can follow those maidens, whether they're maiden hurdles or they're flat maidens, you can follow them at Nace, you know, because yeah. trainers run good horses there. It, yeah. it they give out. They give out loads of tickets in January for their grade one. They get people through the gate, you know. Um, it's 20 euro or something if you're not lucky enough to get one of those free tickets. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to pay, to even turn down a free ticket, pay, support race courses when it's only 20 euro and they're not taking the piss out of you. But 50 yeah. euro, you don't want people there. I don't know why. Like, it's owned by fucking... Um, Diaga Khan, JP McManus, and and Kilmore. Like, it, it, they're not broke. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've got the whistling to contend with. And the whistling's gone there. now. Oh, and you know what? It's a fucking joy place to watch racing. It's, it's soulless. It's soulless. It's you, you see nothing. It's windy. Hmm. The parade ring and the betting ring are right in on top of each other as well. It's just it, oh, it's a calamity. It was a fucking calamity for what eighty three million or whatever they paid. It was just like Jesus it's like here's eighty three million. Go fuck this space up, and they did they, a fucking yeah. great job. They win. <laughs> the wind is so strong that they had to tighten the hinges on the doors so much that people can't open them. They have to hire a doorman to open the doors for people. Like they just <laughs> absolute bags of it. Like this yeah. is the flagship thing. Like it's the derby, like, and yeah. they're just fill the place. Give out free tickets across the schools, family tickets. You know, two adults, two kids. Get people there. Yeah, you make it back in droves. Like Punchestown, 
there's tickets given out to all the schools. Mm. You know, they have. I, I know. Look, that's a festival, but this I suppose it's a small festival, isn't it? They used the Tiestes. They basically close Kilkenny for that day. Everyone yeah, else yeah. Nobody wants to go to the court. Not yeah. I, like I'm. I'm at music festival the weekend, but I. I won't miss nothing there. I. I rarely go to court, and I'd go racing. I haven't been much this summer, but like during the winter, I'd be going weekly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I get to the track as much as possible, but nothing makes me want to go yeah. to the court. Like you know, I've only been a handful of times. Um, I haven't been to the derby since 2012, and I, I've never been to the derby. I literally just went to see Camelot that day, but <laughs> it's they've done it up. They charge fifty euros a joke. This is like I know it's expensive in Britain, but yeah. I, but Jesus Christ, yeah, we're, I, not, we're, not, we're not even getting a, a tribute act after racing. I don't think <laughs> I know. you've not got Nile Rogers and Sheep playing after racing. Like, I went with Tommy to the one thousand guineas and the Tats Gold Cup, and it was it was soulless. It was like probably being a fucking Wolverhampton. Oh, there was God. no one there. It was just like they just want corporate boxes. Yeah, it was really. It was a bit. It was a bit depressing because you're you're looking at mm. some of the, literally some of the best horses in the world, right in front of you, mm. and no one gives like it just. Like yeah, pa- it's a pity. Pacquiao, and Pacquiao who ran Leopards Down, he went there and I don't mm. like if he couldn't turn it around. So we saw a breathtaking performance from Homeless Songs, and she got so much as a, a round of applause from about ten people when she came in. That's yeah, unbelievable. That's really man. fucking like. That's what can awful. you do? Listen, the Curra, if you're watching, sort your shit out. It's fucking they ridiculous. Yeah, they're still getting the money, TV money, and there's grants from the government, and they've, you know, they you want to talk the pressure is on to deliver after yeah. the grant that they got for the, sure, the revamp, sure. but they just, yeah, fucked it all up, really. Like, um, I, think I think they've given, I think there's a fair amount of free tickets for tomorrow, tomorrow night, but like, Friday night student night, isn't it? That would probably actually be like they might actually get a bit of atmosphere. That's that's the one thing you can't you can't buy atmosphere, and that's they've got a DJ on operation or something like that. Well, just have people enjoying themselves. Yeah, it's that's all like it's not a whole lot to like that's not you wouldn't think that's a a tough bar to overcome. People to literally just have fun making a bit of noise. Handing out tickets to families, you'll make the money back in droves. Yeah, just just get people there, and then yeah. people might go again. Yeah, you know, so. like just give them, give them out. Like they don't mm-hmm. need the fucking money. Yeah. It's a joke. Like it's it's a it's a field. Fifty euro to go in and stand in fucking glorified field. Like you know, that's where it's windy. They're big fields. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, if you, if you really wanted to, you could probably get into the middle of the middle of the course. No one, well, they, they probably. When Budweiser sponsored the Derby, I don't think you can do it anymore, health and safety, but there would be a big Budweiser tent in the middle. That'd be rammed. Yeah. You know, you're, are you really at the races if you're in there? But it was yeah. meant to be great crack. And it definitely, you know, created an atmosphere. Yeah. But, yeah. like, there'd be no atmosphere there the weekend. It's if you really wanted there. to, you could go for a walk in the current and get lost and end up <laughs> in the middle of the track. And, you know, <laughs> save yourself 50 quid. <laughs> Wouldn't be that hard to do. Yeah, I'm sure, sure. the amount There'll of space. Be more right people there. at the Derby start watching from the cars, and there will be in there. Yeah, it's and that'll probably be more there, crack. Yeah, it's, it's, if they stuck a big telly down there, and, uh, yeah, and the pop-up bar. Let's anyway. move on, boys, before we get 
carried away with the stupid prices of these Derby and all prices for racing in general, really. Um, let's have a look at the next one, which is the international stakes. Um, oh, let's get me a little ticker going across the bottom that we put up there. Oh, yeah, I've done it there. I like that little tear. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, Max Sweeney, top of the betting here. Doesn't he need want it soft? Oh, I don't know what this fellow wants. He probably oh, does God. want it soft, but what's his trade? How can you have this lad favorite with them with them duck eggs next to his name? He's uh, done, he, he, he actually ran a good race in the derby last year, but he's done nothing since. Um. What did he win the Irish Guineas before that? Yeah, he, he was third in the champion stakes, wasn't he? Behind Sailoy. Who was he? Yeah. yeah. I know what we said at the farm of that meeting. <laughs> you know. if you're, you're scraping the barrel if you're going to that meeting for a farm. There's going to be something here, though, that is, is going to be is an improver. Rumbles and Thunder, for instance. Yeah, look, that's the Sacy farm. Be, be Sacy the last day. Um, only two runs for, for Paddy Toomey. Uh, it's actually Bear Story. I like it. Uh, he's yeah. ran okay in the Tattersall's Gold Cup. Uh, like he wasn't disgraced. Uh, and he, he's decent form uh, behind Lafayette twice before that. Or was it once? Twice, twice before that. Um, I, actually, I, I thought he would run a big race in, in the Tattersall's Gold Cup. But it's not a great race. I'm struggling to really find something. Um you know, Duke de Sesa comes back to 10 furlongs. They went back to A for the Guineas. I'm not sure if he's just been found out this year. Um, but I, I don't like him. Visualization, they found a fine with, with Bear Story. Uh, Vega Magnifico, he won a Navin Naden um, on his tour to 10th. And the farm isn't working out too well. Um, Acal, he was last in the St. James's Palace. But He's probably gone to improve for this 10 furlongs. Um, yeah, I quite like it, Cal. I do too. Uh, I, I, don't have, I don't have a massive opinion on this, but I do like Bear Story, and he's he's been in good form this year. They were two decent runs behind Lafayette, and he wasn't disgraced in, in the group one the last day. So um, I, I think he could win this. Cheers, Dickie. Yeah, I just mentioned... The myself, I quite like it, Colin. Andy, I heard Andy echo that. What's why is that, Andy? Um, I think he, had, he, he achieved quite a lot as a two year old. I liked him as a two year old. I do like horses out of fast net rock mares. Um, Diamond Fields actually ran in these colors for Mrs. Stack. Um, I think it was Tommy Stack that trained her out. It might have been Fozzie's first season. I can't remember. Um, she was quite useful, she was quite, quite nippy, uh, quite quick, and um, yeah, like he. He did all right at two, uh, winning his maiden at Lestole. And then, you know, he ran. He wasn't fancied at all. He drifted like he lost a leg. And I think he was beaten by Caribus uh, by four lengths, I believe, in the in the Royal Lodge at Newmarket. And then he was only beaten a length in three quarters in a group one by Angel Blue. Um, he struck me as a 10 furlong horse last year. They crawled into James's Palace and they basically, they left a middle distance horse for dead. Um, and I kind of forgive him that he obviously had a little issue to miss the first bit of the season as well. Um, so he should tighten up a little bit from that. He's had a proper trip now. I think the ground should, you know, it won't be as quick. I wouldn't say as it was at Ascot, um, mm. and that might suit him a little bit too. That gets towing a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I like they they can. I I just don't think he wants it rattling quick. I just you know mm. he's one of those horses that you just wouldn't want the extreme. I probably wouldn't want a heavy. Probably wouldn't want a lightning quick. 
and I think this this test is going to suit him. Now, Max Swinney's a long, long way clear on the book on his best form. Uh, obviously, dual group one winner. Um, I know Declan likes to state the champion stakes was still a good run. Uh, the, you know, I don't think any of these would get third in the champion stakes at this moment in time. And it was on better better ground than it's usually on. Uh, Rumbles of Thunder obviously beat Sai Sai, who Declan marked up at the uh, earlier on. Uh, beat, beat her relatively easily, actually, um, at Gowran. So this is a, a good opportunity for her, but she does carry a, uh, she doesn't carry a penalty, actually. Uh, that's a complete lie. And she's probably a little bit better than her marker 102 suggests. Uh, Duke de Suiza is probably more of a, it probably needs soft ground. Uh, Bear Story is just littered with penalties. I think he's going to really struggle to give loads of weight away all around here. Um, Max Sweeney is the obvious one, but he is 11 to 4 for a reason. Um, I think Rumbles of Thunder and Icall are two horses that you could definitely take him on with. But I think Rumbles of Thunder at 7 to 2 is a little bit skimpy. I know Cher Form is a kind of highlights it's a progressive, progressive profile. Um, but at the prices, I would rather Icall. Um, I think he's going to improve a lot for this 10 furlong trip. I think he mixed it with some very good two year olds last year, and I'd forgive him his run the Gentis Palace. Thank you very, very much, Andrew. Right, that brings us on to Sunday now. We're going over to Sunday of the Curra. And the next race we're going to look at is the Arley Stud. Let's me get my little ticker going across the bottom there. Now, obviously, we're waiting on full jockey booking declarations here. But I do have betting through, and Statuette is going, it's looking like a four to six favourite hmm. here currently. Uh, who's that with? Let me just see Betfair. And Paddy yeah, she's Parker. in my Mars Award betting. Yeah, <laughs> straight in there. She's a, <laughs> installed. I'm going to put her third in probably. I think it's Alfred yeah. Munnings showing the way at the moment uh, because he had he, because they had the name saved for him and he wasn't mapped in the Chesham. And I think that might be good enough to win the Mars Award this year, but but we'll see. We need to get one of them. We need to actually create a Mars <laughs> Award and then send it like spoofily to the to the people. That is be very insulting and they it probably yeah. they probably wouldn't open it <laughs> here's your horse you got the most overrated horse of the year there you are <laughs> we need to i probably need to explain but does anywhere anybody in the comments do, do you remember mm. mars anybody remember mars was the best horse aiden o'brien ever trained he won a dundalk maiden <sighs> and then went straight to the 2000 guineas i think he I think won he a finished. dundalk maiden in the summer though didn't he yeah and he won it he won it doing handstands and then i think i don't think he was seen until the 2000 guineas I, he finished all right. He ran all right. He was like fifth or sixth, and then he was fifth or sixth in the Derby, and then he went to Leopardstown, and was like one to two or something. Mm. I was actually there that night. It's a bit of a weird, weird story, but it was good to farm at the first race, and myself, and my dad were up there, and it pissed rain. Once the gates opened for the first race, it pissed rain. By the fourth race, it was it was bordering heavy because they'd watered, so the straight. It was it was it was like soft ground, and then they got to the straight, and it's almost like the horses stopped. The straight was basically unraceable. But they didn't um, call it off, though. Did they? No, they didn't call it off. Now we're all right. Yeah. We know how to water fucking fields. Um, so <laughs> I think she was she was beaten by um, or he was beaten by an uh, Sintalula, I think it was a uh, Jim Bolger trained her. Uh, she was a very smart filly in her own right, and then I think he ran once or twice more. Might have ran in like a boomerang mile or something, and then he was sold to Mike the Cock, uh, and ran a few times in Maidan. But I think he was unfortunately fatally injured out in Maidan. Mm. Uh, but the the Mars Award is in his commemoration for for horses that were. This is the this this horse is a machine. This is the best horse we've ever trained. Um, 
and there was all sorts of stories about him and yeah just never quite lived up to it so we, we've had we've had you know um who who be the, the like we basically any any horse that's bought for three hundred grand out of the point to point field and and is barely able to win a maiden hurdle. Get a tweet going now. Mars, get a tweet going for the Mars yeah. Award. The, the man driving the van has to be. Favorite yeah, he'd be right up there now. Yeah. yeah. Um. And <laughs> let's see who else do we got. Um. There was that. There was that. Nicky Henderson horse for uh, for the Donnellys as well that was bought for big money. I think it was resold for like six grand a few months ago. Uh, couldn't oh. win a maiden hurdle. Um, oh my god, I know that horse, though. Yeah, but there, uh, there's loads, and there was that there was that horse, C, C of uh, oh god, the Mark Johnston one that won at Wolverhampton and went into the Oaks betting. Oh, yeah. oh, John, John Leaper as well. John Leaper won the Mars Award Leaper. last year. Um, so there's there's, lo- there's loads of good, you know, you'll, you'll find them, you'll find them. It's basically a horse that just gets hyped up beyond belief and just doesn't even come close to living up to it. So Alfred Munnings yeah. leads the way and statuette because she powered away in a two-year-old maiden and it was impressive, but you shouldn't be four to six for a group two, even yeah. if it's probably not a very good group two. And this is actually quite a good group two. So if, if these yeah. all turn up, so I'll, I'll shut up now and, and, and we can do the early stud. <laughs> Well, let's go have a look at it. We'll go to deck then first, as Andy's talked about the Mars Award. Mars, you could actually put a tweet up there for the Mars Award if you wanted to, Andy, for these two-year-olds this year, maybe. Uh, no, we do. We, we couple them all. We couple it all. Yeah. You, you, hype doesn't discriminate by age. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> deck. Yeah, you going here? Um, she did win well on, on our debut, but the second and, and third have been beaten since. Uh, and the second Olivia was Olivia Mandela or something. Like she was beaten by um, the Jerry Lyons horse. Not as impressive as impressive, but you know, not as visually impressive, but probably saving a bit for herself. It was it was probably a shade cozy, like you know, it just wasn't quite in the style of statuette. So I'm like, I agree, statuette's quite weak here. I'd be keen to take her on. Um, uh, a Philly Andy pointed out earlier in the season, Matilda. The cut, yeah. Yeah, like she she looked good on her debut, um, and she was way too keen at nice. Like she's, I think she's coming here, um, with a chance. But I, I like actually like Conrad. Um, she's one from three. She was second to Matilda Picot, um, and meditate. That that farm is looking good. Um, I I think I'd like to see. Matilda again before backing her because uh, I, I just thought she was very very keen quite green at, at nice and I just um oh, I, I'd like to see I'd like to see if she's gonna settle better before um you know having a few quid on her but it's it's the mm-hmm. Bulldog horse Conrad um that I like it, it's difficult bro she, she probably won't run it's difficult bro declarations you know probably looking at a single runner field you reckon Deck here just one horse no, I mean, we're probably <laughs> looking at a single runner field. Oh, no. <laughs> Dear me, I mean, a single figure field. Over. Dear me, <laughs> right. a single <laughs> figure running field. <laughs> um, probably, probably. Many, yeah. How many still in it? Uh, 13 at the 14 at the minute. 14. Yeah. No, yeah. Andy's right. Yeah, 14. Oh, no, he's not. 14, yeah. So I am right. Yeah, I said Terry quickly pivoted to 40, and I did say initially yeah, 13 yeah. as well. So, yeah, yeah cool. probably. Um, look, it's, it's difficult, it's, it's there's not an awful lot to go on, you know. Yeah, no, 
Dunlop, the, the favourites only won Rams once. Um, but yeah, I, I'd probably be at this stage probably siding with the Bulger Heart. Yeah, should be a nice race though. And it, um, obviously, you're going to be taking on the favourite, yeah. Yeah, I'd be very keen to take her on. Uh, she now it was a really, really impressive like the impression that she gave on debut. It, it did scream star, but as Dex said, the form well, the third hasn't won. I wouldn't really blame the second because that was the Queen Mary she ran in. She was seventh, and it wasn't a bad run at all in, in a group two, but it was like. It's still not form that you could probably hang your hat on if if you know she's reopposing. She's going into a group two here anyway, and these are all probably fresher fillies. Um, Matilda Picot is a filly. I, I still really like this filly, and I would have I would have backed her, and I would have had a decent bet on her if she had run in the Queen Mary. I think they're running her over the wrong trip personally. She's bags of speed, and um, they've never run her over five, and it, it baffles me. Like she took a decent field apart at the Curra, won really really well, and then she was too keen at nice but when you go through her form uh comra who she beat now comra re- reversed the form in a group three because she was because uh, matilda picot was too keen last time out but it, when you go through it um the fourth strategic charges like he's probably not he's ran okay in maidens um perling path was fifth who won at fairy house and then was second and the chesham at a huge price uh tiger paul was in sixth um uh, like he was actually the favorite that day he hasn't been seen since he's been gelded i don't know if we're actually ever going to see aiden run him again um like the form has worked out fairly well um and comra was a is obviously a smart enough sort herself but what she showed that day in my opinion was way above average you don't see current maidens over this trip strung out like three mile chasers now she tried to do that next time out and she was way too keen she just ran off with Declan McDonough um meditate won the race who she subsequently won the Albany yeah, um, it's good form isn't it that? it's really strong form like like and it was she was second until the last 50 yards and she dropped two places close home um and maybe it's just there's a lack of races for over five furlongs at, at this particular level um, which is kind of strange the way everybody's breeding for speed, but it's almost like six furlongs is the minimum trip sometimes. Mm. Uh, I just don't understand why they didn't run her into Queen Mary, to be brutally honest with you. I think she would have had a great chance in it. Um, and I think it's going to be a similar story. If she doesn't settle, she'll be picked up again. But if she does settle in front, she could be hard to peg back. Um, and she, like you could, I suppose you could argue she's possibly an in-running bet. Um, but... To be honest, I, I think you'd need to see how she goes the first hundred yards, and if if she settled, she, her price will probably she probably dropped to about five to two, two to one because she is that talented. There's tight um, form with Matilda Picot and Comra, isn't there? With the... there is, yeah, very much so. A Comra, look, she she's very smart. I think she'll seven furlongs to a mile. You'll see the best in her. Oh yeah, I um, I, I think she'll be staying on the best. Uh, yeah, she will be on staying Tinder. on the best. It's whether she stays in touch early and she's more experienced, mm. so she should be able to. Uh, but she's very very good, and the fact that you've Comer and Matilda Picot and even Zorinsk in this race, and you have a favorite at four to six, it makes no sense because Zorinsk, I saw her win uh, on the one thousand guineas day. She beat. Uh, as, as Dex said, Olivia Moralda, who was who was very very well backed, there was a lot of word at the track going around for her. Um, in third place, Aidan O'Brien's never ending story. Now we haven't seen her since, and but she was well regarded. And with Love, who was fourth, won pretty impressively at Leopardstown. Next time out, 
uh, there was a lot of talk like this is my best two-year-old this is my best two-year-old there's a like a, more than one trainer saying that uh, aspen grove uh, who was fifth in that race that yeah. um yeah it's so she yeah Sorry, she she, she came home really well so she's actually running uh on the card tomorrow uh, at 5 35 uh she's 11 to 4 up to Ooh, seven furlongs mean. uh oh, she's a yes. bet she 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 would be a bet oh um, bloody hell jamie spencer's on board though yeah don't bother me jamie spencer's brilliant <laughs> um but no zarinsk for me she's zarinsk is going to be my pick because that was a hot two-year-old maiden and Look, a winner of a race of, of a maiden of that stature would probably go into go into this race in any other year a shorter price, but because statuette yeah. has the stature, oh no, that's not very good, of <laughs> of the win. Um, that yeah, that was yeah. Uh, like that was she's basically she's priced up on on her visual impression, and I can't buy it. I think this field, if these all show up, is a little bit too deep for a horse to be four, any horse to be four to six. Um, so it would be Zarinsk for me. I think she won a very good maiden. Uh, she was held away from Ascot for this race. Um, I'd be actually quite confidently with her. I think she'd give Statuette a big scare here. Thanks very much, boys. So it's Zarinsk for, for Andy. And yours, Declan, was camera? Call me, yeah. Camera. Excellent. Thanks very much, boys. Uh, last race we're going to cover at the current is the Pretty Polly. And I, this I season... Re- sorry, just, there's, there's actually a decent discussion going on there in the comments and um it just discussed Norwich champions weekend but I I think that the ledger should be run at Leopardstown. It would be a much better yeah, it'd be a one lap. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, the stalls would be banging it'd be on the finish line. It'd be bang in front of the stands. Yeah. Um I've never been <laughs> I go to um Champions Day, Champions Day Day every year, but I've never been to the Cora on or his Champions Weekend. And I, I went once. That, yeah, like it, it's okay, nothing gets me back. It is, it is. And I charge him 50 euro on it. It's a fucking joke. But um, like then, it, it, I think it was Brian asked, what, you, you know, what price will it be that weekend? And that will be interesting. I don't know whether they have to keep the prices the same, Leopardstown and the Curra. No, they or don't. Leopardstown's not that expensive. I was going to check, I'll check that now for you. Yeah, yeah, because you can probably get tickets now. But like, the better day is. I must prefer the Saturday. Um, Captain James, July seventh. And the early champion states is obviously one of the best races in the world most years. Um, but it'll be uh, Jamie has them up now. Early bird, thirty quid Irish Champions weekend, or for the weekend you can go to both meetings for fifty quid. Early bird weekend, 50 quid. So you can literally go to two much better cards for 50 quid. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, that's mental, yeah. That is, that's actually mental. You can go the whole weekend. But, um, that's well worth it. That's actually a good deal. For the racing, you get 16 fantastic races. Yeah. Many group ones is there. There's, there's uh, you have the champion stakes, the matron, the national, the Moigler, and the Irish ledger, yeah. and the flying five. So you get six. That's why I'm going to group one now, yeah? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
it, it, the stand could be right in front of the stand. Like, you know, you could have a, a parade in, in front of the stand and, and, you know, they'll go into the stalls there. It, it would, mm. like, you can't see the start of the curve, you know, for the legends. <laughs> out in the country, like, and I mean, like, fucking out in the country, like, it's miles away. Um, it's the same with the derby. Like, you can't see anything at the curve. No. It's like, to, as a race course, it is a brilliant test of a fast animal. Like, don't get me wrong. The actual mm. track is brilliant. It's second to none. It's arguably the, the best race course in the world. Spoofy J thinks it is. Spoofy he actually J. said that the Curra is the best. Yeah, I said for terms of, like, the turf and the quality, it is the best in the world, yeah. He actually did say Yeah, like, they talk, and, and, like, just everything there. Like, they talk about the All Vic being one of the best gallops in the world. You know, mm. I've been down and seen Ken Dana go up the All Vic a few times. But, like... The rest of it is shy. It's shy being there. You're, you're obviously <laughs> yeah. encouraging people to go to the races, but fucking watch the cut on I've just had a flashback. Do you remember when we were talking to Dennis O'Regan about them, about ground and like grass? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's just a, I just flashed back and I thought, oh, yeah, it was a good conversation, that. Yeah. No, too- it, it is brilliant. Like it's, you know, like the core would be kind of similar to for any British. It's a new market, like you know, it's just a big lump of land. Um, you'd hate new market, <laughs> you'd fucking hate new market, you absolutely hate, hate new market. You can't see, like, you say you can't I see went the new market and thought, Oh my god, this is shite. It's literally like, and they're turning into the straight with 10 furlongs to go. You can't fucking see anything, yeah. No. I, I, I always think the July cars look lovely. Oh, it's, lo- it's actually it's gorgeous, like the actual, so like, for patrons. Like if you want to go watch the race and it's a disaster, if you especially if you know binoculars or anything, but if you go to like the grandstand and like the areas to sit down, it's actually lovely. But if you want to go watch race and it's it's a disaster. Yeah, it is. It's not. Yeah, but that's what I thought. Again, like right, the rolling the rolling mile has it's quick the dip like you know you have to handle Mm. it like and but apart from that like it as a racetrack Mm. you know not. Mm. Not for going to watch racing, like no. as a racetracks, the two of them are, are are brilliant. Like you know, but it's just a pity that you can't fucking see out in there. No, but, and then yeah. you have the neck. Oh, that's fine. If you can't see out there, it's fine. The neck to charge fifty fucking euro. The uh, there's actually. Do you want another quiz in terms of not being able to see anything? What's what's so special about the two thirty five on Saturday? The the Dubai duty free celebration stakes, a listed race over a mile. There's it's on the round course. They start in the oh. fucking forest. Everyone's <laughs> been able to see anything. You are? They start at the edge of the fucking forest. You can't see anything. Yeah, well, what? It's on the rounder. The, the new market town play is. Yeah. That, that starts. To, in they, the oh, they, they, yeah, they start. Yeah, they start in the other course. Yeah, they run near, nearly both courses and they go across. Yeah. But um, the, the, the celebration, I think there's three races on the round course a year, I think. There might only be two. I think there's three. There's this one. There's one. There's a Phillies two-year-old listed race over a mile in like October. I think there's one more. It could be a handicap. But what yeah, they start in the forest. But there you go. Little, little nugget. I think he had a hurdle race at the quarter before. Ah, oh, Jesus, really? They, they definitely had bumpers. I remember a horse of Willie's yeah. in the biggest town colours. Made in Germany, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. He, you showed me that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you showed me that. He yeah. was made in Germany. He, he won a bumper uh, at the quarter. But like you'd never see them till they cross the line. Like it's the two mile start is 
boils away. It's it's well, not actually off. hurdles then, just just flat race bumper. There was a bumper. I think oh, they, I I think they might have had a hurdle race mm. there before. Get good they have, but they. Yeah, I hope nobody from the Cur is listening to us. We fucking bash this man. I fucking. Johnny, they, they, they need to hear it. It's a fucking jamble. It's a fucking joke. It's a fucking yeah. joke. Sort yourselves it's, out, Cur. Um, the brilliant thing about racing in this country is it, it's not expensive to go. It, it's been done. I know Leperstown are, are suffering with um, attendances recently. Because they jacked up the price. Yeah. But. but like racing summer racing in Ireland is it's more about the festivals and stuff. It's about the summer track. It's about the, the country tracks. Like, you know, it's I suppose you know but the course should be you should be getting people there on Derby Day, like, you know. You should be filling that place on Derby Day. Yeah, it should be sold out. If you do it this year, people might buy tickets next year, but there'll be nobody there. Mm-hmm. You know, you do it just but the the skills just give out the free tickets, like, you know. It's mm. it's stand in the field. Like you have to pay for everything once you're in there. With with yeah. the way things are going, like the cost of living crisis, fuel and everything, just fucking away. Get people there, give them a day out. They'll they'll spend money once they're in there. Like you know, Get a smile what, on are you, what are you fucking paying for? What are you actually paying fifty euro for to walk through the gate? <laughs> and say nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. Whiz boy at the line, you'll say absolutely nothing. <laughs> like even some plastic even, railing, that's what we're paying for. Even the straight mile at the current is not a straight mile, it's a dog leg. Like, you can't see, mm. you can't see them, you can't see anything, you know. Um, oh, anyway, maybe we could go on all night, could go on all night. Giving out, we'll give out about the current for the night. Yeah, that, that's actually, I think that's a pod well spent, though, need to be said. Of course, yeah, it does. It? of course, it does. They won't care, though. They won't right. care. Let's have a look at this pretty poly next. Um, I'm really excited because mainly we, we get to see Lapin and Petit Coco, hopefully, you know, return here. Um, very excited. I mean, I was saying to Anna before we came on, on her deck that, I mean, this horse was mentioned probably more than many last year, um, mainly by yourself and Andrew. Um, are you excited to see her again, Deck? Who's this? The, the Petit Coco? Petit Coco, yeah. yeah. Petit Coco, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's um, well, Andy's the chairman of the Paddy Toomey fan club. Yeah, although he's been cheating on him with Mick O'Callaghan a lot lately. He's <laughs> 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 been doing the dirty on Paddy. Um, yeah, look, it, you know, she could potentially be an air horse this year, couldn't she? Like, she, she held off love in the Blanford Stakes. I do think she needs to improve. She's definitely on the right yeah. way. But you know, there's there's so much potential there. She is very very exciting. Um, you think she's better over ten or twelve, Andy? Um, I think in especially as she gets a year stronger, I'd be more comfortable with her over twelve. Yeah, I I think I think twelve as well. Um, but look, this is you know if they all stay in. This is a really really good race. They're not all going to run, Andy. I'd no, say the well. top. Three in the betting will run. I'd say think, above the curve. Runs, eh? uh, yeah, I do. I don't yeah. see why they wouldn't run her. I don't, like, I don't, where else would you go with her? Yeah. Like, mm. You're not going to run the Sussex against Bayed. You'd rather I don't think Purple Pay goes. I don't think Purple Pay will go. 
Um, I think my Astra will probably yeah one of between purple player and my Astra is they're the same yard, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And purple play recently won in France. Yeah, over a mile. Yeah, so I'd say be uh, let Petit Coco both the Curve Dream Loper my Astra. I think they'll all run yeah. concert hall. Like, I wouldn't run her, but if they're running Tuesday in the Derby, I imagine <laughs> they probably will. I don't see why they well. wouldn't run her. Mm. Anyway, sorry, Doc. Uh, no, I have you. Um, uh, sorry, concert hall running run right here. Like, what, Andy? Actually, you talk about concert hall with you because we don't. I don't know what. Yeah, she's hard. She's hard. I don't know. I don't know where that trip is. I don't know where that ground is. Um, she ran quite well in the Oaks. Um, she won on her only start over this trip. That was the Navin or Nace, was it? Navin. Nice. Oh no, um, it was Navin. Yeah. I thought she shaped that Epsom like she wanted for. I don't know oh. what trip she wants. I don't know what to think about this horse. Um, above the cover, I really like. She's a group one winner in France. She looks like she could be top class. She has to go and prove it now, but you know she does look like she's going to be a top class filly. Hopefully she is. Um, Dream Loper, she's also a group one winner in France. Um, she's never gone this far, but I, I don't think she's going to have a problem with it. Um, Purple Tay was sixth in the Irish Guineas. She's won a group two at, at Shanty since. Um, I, I I don't know who would be siding with possibly possibly above the curve. Um, history's in here. I, I I I look. I didn't see much of Ascot. Um, I thought I I was a bit disappointed. Well, I was a bit disappointed with the result of history because I was quite keen on her. I thought you know. Um, mm-hmm. stepping up to the mile and a half, it was going to bring out all sorts of improvement. I, I was really, really keen on her for that race, so um, I was disappointed. She, what, what, your only thoughts on history, Andy? Um, I don't think she got home in the Ribblesdale. Um, yeah. what Magical Lagoon was just a more experienced horse, so she was probably the second best horse in the race, but she, she really put her neck down, and that enhanced concert hall's reputation because concert hall edged her out um in in that race over 10 that you mentioned earlier but the funny thing is magical lagoon all she did was stay like she eyeballed the haggis filly um and she just did not want to lose and she did the same to concert hall which made me think well, Magical Lagoon kept battling and battling, which made me think, or made on the eye, it looked like the concert hall was at her absolute limit over 10. Um, and maybe she wasn't, because maybe the one horse that she beat was just really, really tough and just wouldn't give in. Um, and that just further complicates the the complicated mm-hmm. case of, of concert hall. Like, God, no. Like, she she's, look, the, no doubt she's talented, but what the hell? Like, she could be... She's still in the could be anything bracket for me. Like she still could be a group one filly. Um where I know. Where, where where do you do you just run her in every race that <laughs> I don't know. I, I would honestly if if she was mine, I would run her in the race. I could even drop her drop her back to a mile because the Irish Guineas form is clearly good. It's clearly very, very strong. But Tuesday, I, I know Tuesday did a different trip. But you did mention Purple Play, who was sixth winning a group two. It's a good race. So I would actually 
run her in the race that Santa Barbara won last year in America, that real quick ground over the mile. Just get her on the ground as quick as uh, just get her on lightning quick ground and you'll see a ten pound better Philly. You'd come back tomorrow. Sure. I'd just go anywhere where the ground's quick. I'd I'd I'm I'd quick. actually I'd campaign her. What I'd do if 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 I was lucky enough to be have a say in those horses, I'd get her out to America. I'd get her on over a mile or over ten um on that rattling quick ground and you'd see a ten pound better Philly. That that's what I do. But you wouldn't worry no, you wouldn't worry about the trip at all. Runner. wouldn't matter wouldn't matter to me i would i think i think what she needs is quick ground and i don't she think she's okay in the oaks though on yeah she knows she did she absolutely did but her family suggests quick ground i i would just give yeah. it a, i'd give it a go um i think i think they haven't gotten anywhere near the bottom of her yeah i, I just you know she really had scratcher yeah You're above look, the curve and deck oh look i i think above the the core could be a really, really, really top class, Philly. Yeah. Chitek, uh Andy, what do you make of this one? Um, yeah, no, this this race hurt my head a bit, uh, because obviously, as you said, I, I'm a I was a huge fan of La Petite Coco last year. Um, I I, I, I thought she would win a Group One. I, I know I said at the top of the show that she picked up some issues, and she hasn't been seen since. But she's taken on some like a very, very, in my opinion, special bunch of three-year-old fillies. I think these could be the best three-year-old fillies that that we've seen in quite some time. And we've been treated to some good crops over the last couple of years. But we've above the cor- above the curve here. Um away from this race, we've Emily up, John. We have Tuesday, even concert hall, uh, homeless songs and spiral. Like the I haven't even mentioned Cache who won the, the Newmark again. He's like, it's an absolute, it's a loaded, absolutely loaded division, in my opinion. Yeah, it's over every trip. Um, and I just think that the wait for age and on our first start of the season, I just can't, and at this trip, I just cannot see Lapti Coco holding off the three year olds. I, I really can't. Um, and it starts with Concert Hall. Oh, no, it doesn't start with Concert Hall. That's a complete lie. It starts with Above the Curve. Um, obviously, a Group 1 winner last time out in France. My worry for her is she is a very big filly. Um and American pharaohs, for whatever reason, the European ones anyway, they tend to like to get the toe in. Um they all seem to prefer ease in the ground. And I would be a bit worried if it turned up quick for her. Um, especially but with the size of her. I think she she'd be much better with a bit of give in the ground. I don't think the ground is due to be that quick at the moment and at the current it very rarely gets out of control all weekend yeah it's supposed to rain if the more rain that falls above the curve will will probably be favor here and it would not suit dream loper in any way shape or form um i know it was a little bit easier the ground in france when she won last time out but she's generally a very quick ground filly um my astra at this level i have to believe it while i see it i know she was it was facile at air she won as easy as she wanted to but it was a listed race at air that's in my opinion just not not worth a shot at this level to be brutally honest with you and um, especially with the impressive form that's on offer from la petite coco and and the three-year-olds or the other three-year-olds i not 100 percent purple play runs here or purple pay i think william haggis run one or the other Um concert hall any rain that falls i just wouldn't be i think that will nullify our chances a little bit um, as I said there, just get her on quick ground. I, I I think she's very versatile. She's very talented. 
she's probably a little bit below the best of the three-year-old fillies. But if you put her in one or two other generations, um, for example, maybe you put her in her mother's generation wall, she'd probably be the best of them. Um, and maybe even you could make an argument maybe last year as well. Um, like maybe outside of snowfall, but outside of snowfall, they weren't really a, a batch to write home about. I, I just think that maybe if the rain does fall, I think above the curve would be very, very hard to be. Um, I like she'd, she'd nearly be the nap of the weekend to be brutally honest with you. If, if it was to rain, I, I don't think, I don't think much could Big live. Show. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. It's not that I think she, I think she'd be the best horse on the day. I think if La Petite Coco was to finish second or third, I'd say connections would be very happy. Um, but to try and give the weight for age after clearly having a setback and this being her first run of the year, and I think she'd be better at 12. If she was to win this, I would be getting very, very excited. But I'm going to have to desert her for this particular run, um, especially if it rains and above the curve is in the field. Um, if it rains and both of these hold their ground, above the curve will go off favour. That's very much under. Uh, yeah, if it rains, yeah, but above the curve, like if you're getting seven to two right now, just oh. yeah, just take it because she should be probably a point or point and a half shorter than that. She's got to give, is it? Was it what's the weight she's got to give? Will it be nine? Um, 12? it's no, it's it's 12. 12. Yeah, that's quite a lot, isn't it, really? Just show you the stone, yeah. Mm. All right, thanks very much, boys. Um, the last one we're going to look at tonight is the... The one Declan went on by. De Declan always calls it the Pittman's Derby, and I've started calling it myself. <laughs> it is the North Why are you not running this fucking thing on the hurdle track? Like... <laughs> yeah, like... Because the like then True shan't be a non-runner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point on They're that. fucking mad, aren't they? Ten stone eight. Think... There's literally the Curra Cup tomorrow. Like he's too he miserable to not fucking put in. Like off off a lower mark, wasn't he? Well, yeah. he will yeah, he was um what was it? You imagine you're taking thirteen to two, like the horse was beaten four lengths in it last year off hundred and eighteen with a five pound claimer on board. How much he off this time? He's off hundred and twenty. Off 120, yeah. Yeah, he's off. Like, they were 10 stone eight, and he was Thanks last time. year. Um, what they was he last year? They were beaten far. Like, it was, they, they finished in a bunch, didn't they? Yeah, no. he was he was yeah. 9 13 last year, if you include the claim. I so thought he, he was a, I 10, thought he was a, a what, nap job last year. He would have been 10 4 last year, minus the claim, 9 13. Mm. So he has to, like, he's effectively carrying, what, seven pounds more? A uh, bust. Eight pounds more. It's just, it's a big, big ask. I think. But yeah. Is, is it just me, or is this just another all weather race now? Like, it's. It used to be a big race. Like, how mm. can you really big up these all weather races? Oh, then again, they did get Jennings betting to sponsor it. Like, that's not Jennings. bad. Now. Oh, Jennings. I mean, half of these haven't even really raced on the on the this surface. I think Jennings Bet should sponsor us. They sound they. they I, I who who are Jennings Bet? I think they need they need our help. Yeah, let's get Jennings Bet in for us. Yeah. <laughs> if Jennings Bet if you're watching, sponsor us now. Sponsor us. We're still looking for a sponsor. If anyone's watching tonight, we are still looking for a sponsor. Look, look at the amount of work we put in every single week. Every single week, we're just looking 
for that little bit of a push. And if you're watching now, if you're not subscribed, get subscribing to our YouTube channel. Um, obviously, if you're watching on, on Twitter, switch over to our Facebook, switch over to our YouTube, get commenting, get in the comments. There's loads of comments tonight. It's been fantastic seeing like Brian, Damo in Brian, there again. Jamie's running for each guy running tomorrow. So good luck to Jamie for his runner tomorrow as well. But let's have a quick look at this Northumberland plate anyway. Um, Rajinsky's coming for a lot of support. He was 12 to 1 two days ago, and now he's 5 to 1 uh, for Hugo Palmer and Harry Davis, who's you know taking the world a, a little bit of a. You know, he's doing the right things anyway as an apprentice there, is claiming he's five pounds. Valley Forge won at Haydot last time. Um, he's 13 to 2, second favourite. One smooth operator there at 7 to 1, who Ben Robinson believes has got a really good chance. True Shan, whether he runs or not, would you think, is he going to run? He's, he's going to run Andy, yeah? Oh, yeah, he's declared, yeah. Well, wouldn't yeah, he? well I'd, there's, not enough, there's, there's not enough rain on, on the surface, you know. Would the rain not make the old weather quicker? Yeah, probably it would actually. <laughs> so it'd be better. So I know what it is. Don't know how it yeah. works, no? No, it's true. Yeah, you're right. Spirit Mixer, who I quite like last time at, at Chester, who ran a bit of a crap race, really, at 10 to 1. Vandell is 14 to 1. Um, Deck, I imagine you're looking high in the market here, yeah? Um, I, I didn't really look. There's one, I suppose, like Uber Cool. Like, if he could transfer his tour form, um, I think he'd have a chance, but he has ran twice in the hot weather and, and didn't run too well, so he's off 91 here um i couldn't be confident he'd, he'd transfer the form if he did he'd definitely have a chance um i i like valley forge um he's won off 89 when he was up to two miles for the fourth time he's gone up four pound um and i think he's gonna have a really good chance here and i i give a mention to one smooth operator i i i you know, didn't you tip I, him up last time, Dick? No, I said, he, I said, he, <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, did. <laughs> I, I did, I, I didn't tip him up. I didn't tip him up. I said he'd outrun his odds. He finished last, he went up three pounds for finishing last. I think he's gone up three pounds. Somebody check that for me because I was he's like, got three pounds for finishing last. Who's this? Uber kill. One spirit operator. He went up three pounds for finishing last at York. He was ninety five last time, and he's racing off ninety five again. Uh, he's he's off. He's now he's a future rep mark of ninety eight. Oh yeah, he's got yeah. a future mark. Yeah. yeah. So he is. He's due to go up. He's three pound well in at the minute. He went up three pounds for finishing last. <laughs> yeah, but these entries, the entries were closed. Um, oh. so he's he, like he was off ninety five in this race closed, and then he, like the weekend after he ran at York, and then the handicapper put him up three pound. But because he was already entered, he's still off ninety five, so he's three pound well in. I know he like three. But he did, yeah. He went up three pound finishing last, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's gone up three pound finishing last, like you know. That's class, um, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. It's a listed I, race, that's why. Yeah, mad. Oh. Yeah, I, I I did think he had um an outside chance in that not an outside chance. I thought he'd outrun his odds. Um, he was toured here on Good Friday. He's actually gone up eleven pound altogether without winning. What fucking hope have you got? What fucking <laughs> hope have you got? Do you know what I mean? Without winning, he's gone up eleven pound. No chance. Yeah. No. Look, if Uberkill could transfer this farm, I think he's a big enough price. But uh, I I'd probably side with um with Valley Forge. Valley Forge deck. Cheers, deck. Um, Andy. 
Yeah, I, I can understand why the money came for Rajinsky. Like his form's sitting out like a sore thumb from this season. Yeah. I think we gave him a good mention in the Chester Cup. I'm fairly sure me yeah, and Doc gave him a good mention. Yeah, somebody. Um, yeah, he won at Ripon, and then he was third to Cleveland, and then the horse that was second to Cleveland, I think, won at Royal Ascot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, culture form. Yeah, it's performance really strong. Um, Stall 16 won't make life as easy, but he's a six-year-old stayer that's going the right way. Like he's 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 hard to like he's hard enough to throw a stone at, but I wouldn't be getting involved at nine to two. Um, but I wouldn't put anybody off. And if you wanted to, you know, back the favor for the big handicap on the on yeah. the Saturday, he's about as solid as they come. If you, if, you, um, I mean, if you look at Trushan carrying 10 stone eight, he's making all the others carry less weight in this. Yeah, and he's actually, he's actually, he's because I think this is supposed to be, um, I think 100 is supposed to equal, or not 100, 110 maybe is supposed to equal it. Uh, the reason he's carrying 10 stone eight is because the max rate, and I think, is, is 10 stone. Um, mm. I'm not sure how it works. Or it could be, I think, 9 stone 12 equates to 110 or something, and then anything above that just. Um, you get the one, two, three, four, five. Whereas, like, if, if you had a 105 horse, they carry nine, twelve, and the weight will go down. But because yeah. one twelve is the max, uh, that's the best way to explain it. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I don't understand with with Trushan. Uh, they tried it last year; it was very sporting. I suppose it's sporting again, but like as I, I said it already, the multiple like, group one winner over staying trips. Yeah, like, you know, as you said, the Curra Cup is on. Why is he not? He doesn't even have an entry in the Irish ledger. Like it's fucking baffling. It makes absolutely I don't know. Like especially if you have a horse that is very ground dependent. If he's ground dependent, you need to enter him in absolutely everything. 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 You need to give them. Yeah, exactly. There's so many options. If you like, I'd say they're they must be raging at like the Kirkup's a fucking bad race as well. He'd have pissed it. He would have won so he would have won. He would have been probably one to four, and he would have won easily. Um, and instead they have to go here off 10 stone eight. But look, it, it is what it is. I, I'm not the one who owns the horse, but um, best luck to them, I suppose. But yeah, um, yeah, no, as I said, Rajinsky is hard enough to throw a stone at, but the one I'm going with is the one at the very, very bottom, Solent Getaway, uh, for Hugo Palmer and Andrew Mullen riding. Um, I look, he's not the most consistent horse. Um, he's another one that's quite ground dependent. He will like you will not see this horse in good to fair ground. Um, but it, again, I, I think he could be a horse with a little bit more to offer. He was he ran quite an eye catching race. He was well fancied at Epsom last time out, and he was against a rail, and nothing opened up for him. He was one of a few horses that were unlucky in that race. And um, two starts prior, he was actually unlucky again at Epsom. At this time, he was only beaten half a length or so. He probably should have won the race. Um, and then the Chester Cup, he just ran like he he was just way too keen. So. He is obviously a bit of a quirky one, but he still strikes me as a horse that could still potentially be improving. Uh, and he's scraped in here off the bottom, uh, off eight stone six for a horse that's rated 90, uh, which is quite rare. He's he's probably going to think it's his birthday. So mm. I think this is going to be, um, th this could be one that goes very, very well. He's an absolute stamp on his back. Uh, if he doesn't pull, I think he has a good chance. I like it'd be it's gonna demand a big, big career best. But what he showed in his two runs at Epsom this season, especially his seasonal reappearance, um, I th still think 
as a four-year-old, he's a potential to improve at this trip. Um, so for me, it'd be Solent Getaway. I think he's a good each-way price. Thanks very much, Andy. For what it's worth, I'll just I'll chuck one in there an each-way price myself. I quite like Pirate King myself. Um, <laughs> Pirate King, thirty-three to one. As not not a risk. What are you laughing that. at? Brian's comment. Great comment. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, fair play, Brian. Who was Shifty Lad? Reveal yourself. Shifty Lad, what's the name of Shifty Lad? I want to I want to know his name. Put your name in your comments, Shifty Lad. What a guy. That's what we want anyway. Um, right, brings us to the end of the let's just go over our uh naps and next best for the weekend. I know you two lads have not got next best, but we'll go to you first. Deck. You've got one for Saturday, and you like Pirate Jenny in the 125. I do now. Look, this is a good race. Um, Hermana Estrella is in here as well. That's the one I was about to say. Yeah, sorry, Deck. I, I was saying, um, to cut over you, um, I was talking about the 1000 guineas when I was at the current, and I was saying how Tuesday didn't really look all that much in the ring, but Hermana Estrella was like, Oh, Jesus, look at her, she's yeah. like stunning, like real specimen. But anyway, sorry, like, you, you made you just. Made my mind. I was, I was trying to think what was her name all night, but did, did, didn't she? She beat Quick Susie in the group three on her, on her, on her debut, debut, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. you know. And she was off since and she mm -hmm. ran in the Guineas mad campaign, yeah, you know, <laughs> mental <laughs> while coming back to six here. I think she's you know, she's not even thinking about much. She's a big, big danger, but I do really like Pirate Jenny. Um, now. She was touched off by Geocentric, our stablemate, the last day, and she, you know, power under me is in here, who's also a stablemate. He's the giver over a stone, though, you know, and yeah. that's what he's telling. She just didn't get there over five at Nace. Um, but I think this is really going to suit her. Um, she's getting that trailer off, Billy's allowed. I think she's a really, really good horse. Um, I, I don't know how her. Like where I can't. I'm trying to think back. I thought bollocks to have to be honest, lads. Fucking met that the last night. Um, I trying to. I can't look. I can't remember why she went into the notebook, but she's in there anyway. It, it was. It was farm. It was a horse race of the farm. I, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, she's short enough price. Her man at Shell is, is is definitely the big danger, but I I'm not sure. About her, she was off a long time, then ran over the mile, coming back to six. All that way, she's getting off power under me. You know, that's going to be telling. And, and I think this is a really, really good filly. I think the six is really going to see her. She just, just, just needed another yard of that five four long. So this, the six will really help here. Cheers, Deck. Yeah, like Power Jenny myself, I've had a little tipple on her as soon as you sent it through. Uh, Andy? Yeah, uh, I was I was I was struggling to find my uh, find my nap. So I'm busy this morning approach. A wet morning approach. Yeah. So I actually I, I think I, when I got home from the Dominican Republic, I, I texted you guys this tip at, at Leopards down the the previous week. I think. Mm. Um, look, her form's really her form was really really strong leading up to her win last week at Leopardstown. Um, she was second beating the neck over this course um well over a mile not quite over the mile and one to chicago bear uh, at 25 to one under nathan cross chicago bear subsequently won on his next start and i believe is rated like 90 now or something 
Um, and yeah, and he's looking he's looking very progressive. Uh, the third horse Plunkett then won on his next start as well at Leopardstown, and then Morning Approach uh, with that form in the book and only a three pound rise as a result of it. Uh, she went in at Leopardstown last week um, under a really, really good ride by Nathan Cross. He only did what he had to do, got her up in the depths of the line. Um, looked like that she wanted a little bit further, but as a result, the handicapper only put her up four pounds. And I still think not just off the back of her win last time out, but off the back of her second at this course two starts ago behind the horses I just mentioned, I think she's still a well-handicapped filly in this grade. Um, now our general price I think is nine to two, five to one. There is battery six five going sixes. Yeah, that's right. Um, I still think that there's a lot of scope in this mark off seventy one. Nathan Cross retaining the ride and his three pounds, which will be gone probably by the end of the summer, is absolute gold dust. Yeah. Um, he's nearly as good as his brother. Um, now the only slight issue is it is a dog. Actually, I think it's a dog leg with the mile and one. Uh, stall nineteen isn't ideal, but it's it's not the end of the world really um so i, I would be that? sorry where is this this the current okay. tomorrow uh friday night the, the, the mile one must be on the round course because the mile is, be? yeah the mile is the dog leg that, that's as far because as i thought yes i thought the max field I, I don't think i i just don't think you can get 20 24 on the round course that's why i thought it might be might be straight I think I think it's only a Maxfield at 20, 18 or twenty around the round, but um, as I said, I, I think that it she won't get I, the fucking quarter anyway. When that be somewhere else? Gas, um, very good. So yeah, now be morning approach for me. I think she, she's still a well handicapped filly. Um, look for a next best. If it if Dex says the rain comes just above the curve, I think she'd be very hard to beat if the rain comes. In the pretty poly, but uh, yeah, in that race you just mentioned, Andy, tomorrow night, there's quite a lot of them overturning quite short breaks, there, aren't they? <coughs> when they run two Aye, it's it's regular, it's regular enough for that level. Yeah, um, yeah. it's not as if you're you know, like you're if you're doing yeah. that at group level, it's it's usually a bigger negative at, at that level. Horses can sometimes as well, they can save a bit for themselves, you know, so you know, yeah. you can head back out, you know, it's like, um. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't bother me. She has been busy, but her she's improving, and her form's telling you that. And I don't see why there'd be any issues now with this particular run, especially the way she hit the line at Leopardstown. This extra mm. furlong's going to really sue. Um, and I, I just think she could she could still be better than the grade. And because you're getting a big field, I think that's why you're not getting a, a stupid price. Cheers, Andy. If you don't want to wait till Saturday and you want two bets for, for tomorrow, listen to these two. I've not. Don't listen to them. Or right. stick them in a Trixie in my one tomorrow. So I, yeah, I didn't do anything for Saturday. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to the next best first for myself, which is Garalee Girl, which is running the first at Cartmel tomorrow. Cartmel's back on Friday and Sunday this weekend. I'm hoping to get up there on Sunday myself. Um, but Garalee Girl, she was so unlucky last time. Um, Fern O'Brien rode her over fences last time and the weight cough fell off her on the home turn and... She would have won, you know, doing handstands anyway, even if the weight cloth stayed on. But she reverts back to hurls. She's off the same mark. Um, this is an amateur jockey's handicap. You know, on we go is going to set a pace like he did last time at Cartmel and where he won. But he's going to be a sitting duck for Gary Lee Girl. Um, uh, I think uh, she's going to pick him up late on. Uh, 
that is 11 to 4 next best tomorrow but the nap runs at doncaster in 320 it's only a four runner race but i was very taken with the rafe beckett's star fortress first time out now star fortress i think it was windsor where she made a debut um might be wrong there about that actually um she chased down a gosden horse that looked quite um quite special and and to say that is the name of the horse is special envoy who beat her um but she had to do a lot of the dog running herself that day and i thought she stayed on quite well um that was on softer ground she looked like she had a quite of a an action that was more suited to this good gooder or firmer ground i thought and the way that the race looks set to you know um unfold here is that star fortress is going to get a, a very soft leave because if you look at royal scandal's first run who's the favorite in this race you know she came the horse came from way off the pace and picked up late love you grandpa <laughs> what a stupid name for a horse love you grandpa um yeah another one that comes from off the pace crow kill is another one who's in my tracker for roger Verin, but i'd like to see her see that horse over a little bit further i think star fortress is is nap material tomorrow she's five to two um and that'll be my two for tomorrow so star fortress is the nap in the 320 at doncaster and gary lee girl in the one 55 at Cartmel. And that brings us to the end of this did, week's did podcast. You, did, uh, did you any stick earlier when I was having connection issues? Over, no. Um, no, I didn't actually. One person mentioned Spoofy G's name, but that was because he said, you know, obviously he likes the course at the Curra. That was it. Yeah, yeah he actually loves the Curra. I'm actually not surprised he does because he did work for Vincent. So, you know, mm. Kilmar had a reason the Curra didn't close yeah. when it was being redeveloped. They, they kept it open because be, because of the racetrack. But um, what's the fucking story? It's like fucking <laughs> bitchy stuff, isn't it? Oh, hi. Yeah, like, it's, in, it's a bit petty. It's interesting. It's bad. Like, it, it's not the fort. Like, everyone's talking about it now, but he said things about Frankie before. Now, he was borderline correct in what he said about Frankie before. I don't acting the bollocks and stuff and being overconfident and, you know, um, being the showman that he is, but you can't publicly slay your jockey. No, you can't be doing that. Like it's it's, it's mental. Apparently, Frankie's like, manager has said though that nothing happened. Nothing's happened behind the scenes. I just think John Gosling's a prick. I think he's <laughs> a prick. And I think he's a fucking liar, and he's the worst of the lot, and he never gets called out on it. And he's he's bitter. He's bitter as fuck. It's 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 bad form. It looks really really bad. I don't fucking like my talk. He talks absolute sauce. He he told me he's raining and I have to look out the window. He's worse than Nicky Henderson. You know how many rides Frankie's had this year? Eighty-seven. Rides. Yeah, that's for, it. For Gosden. Uh, I'm general. not sure if it's just for Gosden. eighty-seven rides in total. Like. There's frankly, it nothing lasts forever. Like, I mean, he's yeah. in his fifties. He's 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 been absolutely outstanding for you know forever. But oh, geez, there's ways of doing things. There's ways of doing things, and this is really really bad. And he's just shown what he is. Got some this is bad form. I think he's pretty. He won't be coming on the show. Do you think they'll just let the dust settle and then maybe a, an apology comes along a little bit later on? Bollocks comes along, really. He won't apologise to Frankie. 
No. You think no, anyway. enjoy it. Like it's it's bad form. He's letting himself down big time. And I'm glad people are starting to see it now. I'm saying it years. He's fucking spooker. Um yeah. and, and people are starting to see it now. Look, I'm not as a jockey, he's brilliant. I'm not Frankie's biggest fan, you know, as a person, but it's stupid. It's really, really bad form. It's, it's yeah, it is bad form. It really is. Right. End of the podcast, boys. Thanks for joining me. Shame Steve couldn't be here, but obviously he's had to go to the hospital. But we will see him next week, hopefully. And I'll see yeah, your I'll two faces next week as well. Yes, boys. You won't see yeah. me next week, Chris. Are you not here? Well, he's next a hater. Give you a hater. Oh, you can come round here if you want at night and we'll do it together. What time is it? Is it not an evening meeting? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, no, it's afternoon. It's afternoon. That's why I couldn't... That, you won't make it. There's afternoon. a free what bar. Chris, we have a free bar all day. Yeah, you won't no be there. No way. No way. No way. I'll be Friday, you'll be feeling like this again. <laughs> and Anyway, enjoy the best track in the northwest of England, anyway. Oh, it's the Eclipse no, next what? week, isn't it? You are? Yeah, it's the time. Eclipse next week. Yeah. That's going to be an absolute, that could be a proper race now. We should nearly yeah. start previewing that now. Holy J. Like, you're going to yeah. have, what, well, Alan Kerr, Baybridge. Um, you're going to have, obviously, the uh, Vidani or whatever, the, the Free the Jockey Club winner. You're going to have Native Trail. Mm. Um, Hopefully, one of the three year old Phillies runs probably won't, though. Um, mm. Yeah, look, even if you, if you get those four, you're going to have a good race. Like, Oh, yes. Maybe Mishrif will show up 72% fit. Like last year, you never know. Brian's giving oh, you a bit oh. of stick there in the comments, Andy. <laughs> oh, start by draw wide the curry. <laughs> you, are, you are saying you're. You met on the round car, so where's the 17? What race is that? No, he's That's talking about the Irish Derby, is he? Yes. No, it was one of your tips, not um. No, one of your tips. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not. Night. It's not on. It's not on the round course. Not on the round course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. a matter. Right. Brian's been a lot tonight. Thanks yeah, very much. There's more than there's more than one bend right. over the mile and a half. There's more than one bend as well. Mm. So. Yeah. Thanks very much yeah. to everyone who's joined yeah. us tonight. It's been a pleasure. Um, nice little chat there, boys. Uh, Declan's yeah, connection yeah. issues were resolved after he went inside, so that's good. And yeah it's 2-1 uh we'll, we'll see you all again next week though yeah you go. Take care, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on next week from yes it's in newton and willows is there anything to do in haydock not not particularly you could go to ashton which is nearby which is in wigan which is a nice little night out because if i'm if that's a day meeting Annoyed being tanked up. Yeah, just go around to Ashton nearby. You'll be all right there. Nice and cheap. Yeah. All right, buddy. Right, we'll see right. you all again next week. Thanks. See you, bud.